0: We're doing our series on abundance, and uh, I want to read a scripture from John 18, and this is when Jesus is arrested. Now, I don't know how many of you here have been arrested before, but um, I mean, I'm not trying to be like, you know, it happens, and um, if you've ever been arrested, it's it's different in America in 2018 than it was 2,000 years ago, and I don't think they got the Miranda rights for Jesus. So there's a, there's a chance that, first of all, as you know the story, he wasn't arrested for robbing a bank. He wasn't even arrested for speeding. He was really arrested for speaking against the state. Oh, maybe, maybe even further, he was really arrested for speaking against his own religion, which led to him being accused of speaking against the state. It's very convoluted Kind of a very messed up thing. But um, whether it's being arrested or whether it's some other event in your life that seems out of your control. You ever had an event that felt out of your control? Like, this is just taken away from me. I, I, don't, I don't have any say here. Um, you have to sort of react in some way. And so... Um, Jesus says, and this is John 18, in his interactions with Pilate, um, my kingdom, because he's asking him "If you, are you a king? Are you a king? has to do with his arrest. And he says, my kingdom um, is not recognized in this world. If this were my kingdom, my servants would be fighting for my freedom. All right? My servants would be fighting. So if, if it was about what you think it's about, there would be... Which leads to the question, you know, why did Peter get out his sword, right? But he did because Peter didn't quite get it either. And then he says this, the last thing he says, but my kingdom is not in this physical realm or not of this physical realm. And that's what I want to talk about today as we think about abundance. Because last week what we talked about is you and I really make some fundamental assumptions and we don't always realize that they're assumptions, That's the thing about assumptions. You make them, you don't always realize that you're making them. They just, that's your natural reaction. It's your natural way of thinking. And many of us, most of us, at some point get programmed to think of lack. And so when we think of lack or scarcity, um, we start to panic and we at times fight. And we, do the, we kind of become the worst version of ourself. And the reason is, uh, we talked about this early in the series, when you and I get bad news, our minds perk up. Our ears come up. In other words, if you've been in the news business or you know much about the news business, they say if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, in other words, if, it, if something's bleeding or it's gory, you put it at the front because people will pay attention to it. And the reason that we pay attention to it is because it's a survival instinct, right? The first thing that you're going to do is survive. So day to day, you don't think about it that much. But if something happens in your life where you're wondering if you're going to survive, you you feel threatened in some way, you automatically focus on that thing. So scientists call this a negativity bias. We're biased towards negative things for our own survival but to move to what jesus called the abundant life you you have to make a shift and the shift is i can't think of of fear and scarcity and all i have to think uh, of something different along comes jesus he's arrested but he's what completely calm he's not panicked he's not now who's panicked who's afraid the disciples they run they fight they, and Jesus is completely calm in this this whole ordeal he is relaxed he's walking through the ordeal with it's like he's from another or in tune with another realm altogether this realm is what Jesus called the kingdom of god it's not after you die, when you go to streets of gold, it's here and now, but some people tap into it and some people do not. He said the kingdom of God is within you. He said the kingdom of God is among you, in your midst. The best way to explain it is a story. Years ago, I worked with high school students. I was a youth pastor. And so um, one of the things that you do, you're taught at Bible school, this is first year of Bible school, is you're taught how to take kids to Cedar Point, Right? <laughs> And and it's just like a rite of pilgrimage as a youth pastor. You have to take a busload of kids to Cedar Point to be a good youth pastor. So every year, we get a busload of kids. It turns ours into three and four buses of kids We go down to Cedar Point. Well, when you're taking that many kids to Cedar Point, by the way, parents, please, did I watch them? No, I did not watch them. Could you? I got them there, and I always try to bring 95% home. That was a... 95% 95% is the A in anybody's school. I figured I'm getting A's, straight A's. You try to get them there, you try to get them home. So, I mean, after a number of years, I, I, had, I just had it to a science. I got to say, I had it to a science. I'd get them all there, get, make sure everybody's in the gate. Uh, if anybody wanted to, I'd go to the new road, whatever the new roller coaster was, and we'd get, do that one and get that one out of the way. By this time, it's edging towards, you know, noon. Now, what I used to do, just try to go, go, go. Anybody? I, I know it's just 20 degrees hotter at Cedar Point than anywhere else in the world. It's just 20 degrees hotter in the pavement. And and so you go and then you're hungry and you go get in one of those like corn dog stands. Anybody been there? And you go up there and you're just dying. And you go, you know what? I know I shouldn't eat this funnel cake, corn dog, but you know what? Give me a water. Right? that and you you order this food, the water, they say that's just twelve dollars you know, for a bottle of water. Has anybody been there? And you're like, what is going on? So I, I had Cedar Point dialed. Go in, get the kids all there, get them all there. And I would go. There was a, I discovered another realm. It's but I can't, should I tell you? Because if I tell you, then you guys are going to crowd it out and it won't be, what? Well, it's over by the old-fashioned cars near the amphitheater and the old-fashioned cars. And there's a little gate, little gate if you walk through this little gate, there's a road. You go on the other side of the road, and there's a restaurant on the water. Now, here are your options. You can stand at the corn dog stand with a million people bumping on you, sweaty. You know what I mean? And you could pay the premium for the corn dog. Or, or you can just escape to this little realm. When I first found this realm, my friends, my life did change. it down. I did. First thing I felt was a sensation of air conditioning, just raining. (laughs) Anybody with me? It was just raining on me. And there were, I I got a seat, like a place to sit down. And then when I said, could I have some water? They said, sure. They brought it with ice as much as I wanted, free of charge. (laughs) I escaped to another realm. And from that time on, I learned that there was a whole nother realm that you could tap into if you were just willing to, what, see it experience it, enter, enter it. It was right there. Are you with me? It was right there. Now here's the thing. Jesus kept trying to teach us the kingdom is right here. But some people enter and some people don't. Some people experience abundance. Some people don't. Some people are stuck in lack and scarcity. And it causes, think about it. What does it do to us? All of the worst things come out in us. Panic, fear, jealousy. Have you ever been jealous before? Why did she get that job? Why did he get that girl? Why did this person get that promotion? And what is jealousy, fear? What are all these things? They're based on this idea of lack. So if somebody gets your promotion and you have a sense of lack, you, 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 you act in a certain way. You have to tell people about it. Hmm? You have to vent. you have to kind of get a little couple, couple of jabs and them. But if you have a mindset of abundance, just listen. You don't worry about it. You just say, "That one's gone. A better promotion is what? It's going to come my way. I'm not worried about it. Which is why, when you go back and, if you would, do the Sermon on the Mount again, he says, "Don't worry. Don't worry, don't be afraid, forgive your enemies. All of these, listen, all of these things seem like difficult, if not impossible, demands of Jesus. Really, when you read them, you're like, that's impossible. But it's only impossible if you haven't entered that gate, if you haven't gone to the realm of abundance. If you pay $18 for a little thing of water and someone asks for a sip, you go, ah, but if you're sitting indoors in the air conditioning and they're bringing them left and right, and you know you can not only have a sip, you can have my glass, because what? There's another one coming. It's all in your mindset. You and I have a fundamental belief. This is so important. We have a fundamental belief. By the way, science is changing in this area. For those of you in the scientific world, they, there's an idea that the, the universe is static. Closed, as they say. Now they say, no, no. It, it, there's all these arguments, right? But how can it be closed? Where, is it, are we losing? Is it, is it just all, we're burning up all the energy and it's all just going down to nothing? Or is there something more, is this something bigger that we haven't even conceived of yet? This is, if I can, um, Vic, can we help me with the box here? I need a box builder. Is there a box builder? I'm like a professional box builder here today. Because I'll call you out, Don, if I have to. Uh, Huh? You want to, you want to, come on up here. Come over here build this box for me, will you? Come on up on the stage, clap for him, clap for him. Because he didn't volunteer, he was, just, just build it. Yeah, just, just build the box. I don't know, however you do these things. He doesn't know either. There's something, there's instructions somewhere. There's a box. You build, don't you build things though? For a living? We're in good, well, I'm sure we're fine. All right, I'll take this. I think this is the top. Hmm. You feel under pressure? Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to build your own box. I mean, you can build it how you want. There's a B. You want to start with the B or do you start with letter A? There it is. Smart out. See? Start with A. How's he doing? He's like, oh, I got to tear it. Oh, you do this... Oh no, she's gonna humble oh that oh, wait a oh. See, This is what I do, I delegate. I delegate. You delegate well. Yes you do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Huh? Let's see A. Now. Now, hey. There's a perforation. Huh? should let him do it. Oh. Pride comes before the fall. I have a scripture for everything yeah, you here gonna yeah, say. You want to do that one? Okay. i have two lids. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Okay, so. Wow, it's like a team exercise. This is like, like I'm at a corporate retreat. See how do? Oh. Uh. Yes, thank you. (laughs) All right. This is your brain. All right. This is your brain on drugs. No, this is your brain. And somebody, ready? Helped build this box. Somebody told you God's only so big. And down here you knew, like, God could do something out here, but a pastor or a parent or somebody, nope, God only does this. That's it. You're like, but, no. Maybe it was, uh, you know, your, your upbringing. My, my grandma grew up in the Depression, I've joked about how I gained my frugality from my grandma, right? And uh, But even that is a good quality, can be a damaging one. Because somewhere this box said, there's only so much. And if you think about it, listen carefully, if you think about it, it was the scarcity mindset that led to the depression in the first place. It was the panic, listen, it was the panic do you remember what happened after 9-11? You know what our president said? Please go shopping. Why did he say please go shopping? Because panic has an effect. It shuts everybody down. It stops the circulation. Look, life is about circulation. Circulation of blood. Circulation of oxygen. Circ- right? Right? Circulation of love. The kingdom is about circulation. And what this 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 does is it's static. It says, this is it. I have a bag. Now, the bag is different than the box because um, now this is one of these bags. Anybody have one of these for a kitchen? Who's got these? Smell good. This is a flowery kind. Now, these bags... Have you seen these new ones? They like stretch a bit. Got some stretch. Got some give in them. So here's, here's the choice that we got to make. Ready? Jesus says, you don't get it because you've got old wineskins. They're rigid. They're hard. You, you've, you've formulated all of your ideas. They're here. There's that. It doesn't get any bigger. It doesn't get any better. It's It's fixed. And what he was trying to do is to say, you need a different wineskin. You need something that's expandable, that's pliable. Who's ever pushed a lot of stuff in one of these things before, right? Just keep shoving it in and shoving it in and shoving it in. And this is, a, this is a limited example, right? Because the mindset that God wants us to have, it just keeps expanding like a balloon. It keeps expanding and keeps expanding. Why am I saying this? Because when Jesus taught us about abundance... He was trying to get us to tap into a realm that a lot of people don't tap into. They feel that things are limited and that they're fixed and it makes us panic and it makes us fear. Matthew 6:31 Jesus said this, you know, when you look at nature, when you look at the birds in the fields, when you look at all the things that are around you, you start to recognize right away that Life is abundant. Go for a walk way out somewhere. Do yourself a favor. Go for a walk in a big, big field. And what you're going to find out is there's more than you can even imagine. And if you let yourself, ready? If you let yourself, you start to realize I don't need to live in fear and in worry and all that. All this stuff comes from a mindset that there's not enough. And then Jesus capped it off by saying this. Therefore, seek first the kingdom, right? You remember this verse? And all these things will be given to you or added to you. He's saying, look for that little side door between the old-fashioned cars and the amphitheater that no one's paying attention to. He called it a narrow gate. A lot of people were missing it. Everybody's got the wide... What's the wide gate? That's the corn dog stand. The big line. That's where everybody's at. He says there's this... But if you, if, you could, if you could just see that little gate over there, after the resurrection of Jesus... Do you remember reading any of these in the Gospels? He would appear and then he would be gone. He would appear and he would be gone. And sometimes he would be recognizable and sometimes he wouldn't. And this is just, if I could... But this is just a little window into the reality. It's not the reality that is to come. It is the reality. Do you remember there's a locked door? Remember the locked door? The disciples are on the inside. And all of a sudden, Jesus is what? He's on the inside. How do you do that? Evidently, there's a realm that we don't know much about. We've been trained to think what? I have to see it until I can what? Believe it. I can, I can, not until I see it while I believe it. But Christ and Paul taught us completely different ideas. They said, it's not about what you see. Right? It's actually the other way around that believing is seeing. And this is the idea of faith. Now, the disciples were constantly bumping into this. And they were always operating from lack. Jesus would say, you know, feed these people. he goes, go, oh, we only have this. We only have this. Why? Mindset of lack. Mindset of scarce. How many of you have ever done this? I only have this much time left. I only have this much summer left. That's what I always do. Every summer I panic. I said the other day, it's over. Summer's over. I missed the whole thing. I'm in a bad mood, right? I'm not out there enjoying it. I'm mad that it's almost over, right? Mindset of what? Lack. This is not the way to live your life. You you can so easily just be sucked into the lack. So Jesus was trying to teach them, no, there's plenty. Bring the fish that you do have. Bring the thing that you do have and let, let him multiply it. Ephesians 3.20, Paul says, Now to him who's able to do abundantly... Right, More than you can ask or what? Imagine. Right now, you can imagine this much because you got a box. Somebody built a box for you. And you can't imagine this. This is here. This is here, but you can't imagine it. He says he's able to do more than you can what? Imagine. A great exercise is to somehow... Through prayer, allow God to expand your box. If I can say, destroy your box. And there's a great story in the Old Testament, First Kings and uh, the prophet comes to this widow and she's at the very end of her uh, finances. She's got nothing left and the prophet asks her for some of her oil and she says, I, I don't have any left and he says, well, what I want you to do is I want you to go to your neighbors and I want you to get all the jars that you can find this, all the jars that you can find. And so they go and she collects all the jars around and they take the little bit of oil that's left, right? And he starts pouring out the oil and the oil fills. Listen, this is so important. If you get this story, the oil fills the first jar, the ladies, I only started with a quarter of a jar. She says, you have another jar? She said, yeah. She has her boys helping. Next jar, boys, bring up the prophet, fills the second jar. Then the third jar. Then the fourth jar. Ready? Then the fifth jar. Then the sixth jar. And they keep bringing, get the jars, boys, get the jars. And the prophet says, all right, bring the next jar. And mom goes, boys, bring the next jar. And they said, mom, we don't have any more. What was the limitation? The oil or what? The The containers. Listen to that story. What's the limit in your life? The limit in your life is the container. It's clear. The minute, this is what it says in the story. The minute they said there's no more containers, the oil stopped flowing. I told you, Jesus told an abundance of stories or parables about this idea. And these ideas are not the ideas that you teach your kids when you're trying to get them going in life. You don't teach them the parable about the kid that slept in until 3 o'clock and got paid the same as the kid, right? They got up at 6. Does anybody do that with your daily devotions with your kids? Look at this boy. He slept in until 3. He got paid the same. No, that's not what we do. We want to go, no, there's a limited amount, and you are going to do this. And Hey, all great for what, what you'd call the first half of life. All great training wheels stuff. Everybody starts with training wheels. But then something switches. And you start to realize that the whole universe is about abundance. That, that God hasn't... And, and the story ends with the, the person that got worked all day got mad at the owner for giving the same amount of money to the guy that got up late. And, and he says, if I want to be generous, what business is that of yours? Everybody, this is going to make you mad. Some of you are mad at the generosity of God. You are. You're Pharisees. You're religious types. You're all upset. You're all uptight. You are. You know you. Swearing at the TV. You know, you're all upset. God says, if I want to be generous, what's that to you? Mm. God's so un-American, isn't he? I want the rigid. Right? Listen, great training rules. Or training wheels. Great for getting us started in life. But there's a breakdown there. Why? Why? Listen, because one day you're going to sleep in too. Or you already have. Are you with me? And you need a little of that abundance. You need a little of that grace. Right? The mindset that stopped the flow of oil was this is how many jars now think about it what what are they thinking now backwards we should have ran further right we should have went to the neighbors down the street we should have went down the block we should have went to the next village we should have recruited more boys to help us right we should have got jar after jar after jar what you have to say is it's time to stop with the boxes and the limit and expand this was so difficult. Albert Einstein said, "This imagination is everything. It's a preview to coming attractions. What you're thinking about, your box is telling you your reality tomorrow." Now, some of you say this is just babble. You're just like this is just like the uh, what success seminar speech. I mean, I'm just quoting scripture after scripture after I mean, Jesus after Jesus. Why? Because he tapped into something. He knew something. And our biggest problem is we've made the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven about something after you die and you miss it. How many would love to get the worst email in the world about the job and the relationship and the this and then just be completely at peace and to know in your heart doesn't matter. something better coming. you can have that bottle of water i got three extra glasses in air conditioning while sitting down. Either you believe that realm exists or it doesn't. Either you have trained yourself, as some of you have. Nope. When you get things, you go to the hot dog stand. That's where you get the food. That's the official place. What you have to do is get out of the official and find this little door Jesus called the narrow way. Our universe, created by our unbelievable God, that we aren't even begin to fathom the beginning of, is laced in abundance. I was telling, I was telling Pastor Bright a while ago. We went and he got a, a new car, and he, his other car was not in abundance at all. It was uh, it was going in a hole, and I, I said to him, "Let's just get you a lease. Just get a lease, and just you know, and, and whatever you can argue about that, whatever." But we're driving around. He's, he wanted me to drive and I drove. And, and I said, you know what? This is, a nice, this is a nicer car than the wealthiest person on planet Earth drove a thousand years ago. <laughs> think about it. The greatest tyrant, mogul, whoever they were a thousand years ago didn't have air conditioning. Think about it. Think about the abundance. But we, as, we don't think about these things. There was no person on this planet, no matter how powerful, that had that. And we're, we, what we are getting talked into is be scared, think less. And what Jesus was trying to teach us was, no, think more. Right now, there are radio waves in this room. And if you had a little radio with you, you could tune in to whatever. You, if you want country, if you want hip-hop right? If you want jazz, if you want oldies, you could tune in. Same thing is true with your mind. Your mind can tune in to whatever frequency. Tomorrow at work, there's going to be frequencies. Get mad, get angry, get jealous, get even, get upset. Or you can say, my kingdom is not of this world, right? I I'm not, I don't need to fight because I have a greater understanding than what I can see with my own eyes. Decide today whether you want to tune into lack, which leads to all the other negative things. Just think about it today. Or decide if you want to tune your own mind into faith. Find the narrow door. Find the kingdom. Follow the ones that aren't panicking. I think the reality is probably for most of us, I'll speak for myself, I sort of drift between the restaurant with the AC and the hot dog stand. Do you? Do you sort of drift in and out of the the good stuff of the kingdom and the panic in this world? Is it just me? But let's pull each other to the air conditioning. You know what I mean? Let's encourage each other toward the thoughts of the kingdom. I got to give you a follow up. I told the story yesterday about, or last Sunday, about my nephew Carter. I have to give you a follow up to the story because I was at his house yesterday. I was completely wrong about the toys, if you were here. He's got three times more toys than I realized. I'm not kidding. They've added on two rooms to the house. I am not kidding you. I, I, I wanted to take a video to show you. The kid has more toys than any human could play with in a lifetime. And, you know, my brother's laugh, and He's like sheepishly embarrassed. And, you know, it's his first son and he's happy. And how many parents just love to do good things for your kids, right? And you don't know half the time if you're ruining them or saving them. Is it true? I mean, you just, I don't know. I'm just winging it here. But, you, but your heart's wanting to do the best, Right. And that's why Jesus said, how much more those you parents who know how to do good or want to do good for your children, how much more? See, we've had this idea of God, like on the throne with his arms crossed and like, no, try that prayer again. <laughs> what? Like there's certain ways to pray and... They, That's ridiculous. But rather, God is just wanting in every instance to give to his children so much more than you want to give to yours. Sometimes the biggest difference between faith and fear has to do with our concept of God. And if your concept is that God is stingy and God is withholding, then it's going to affect everything about you. But if you had this idea, as Paul taught us about Abba or Papa, right, that God loves to give good, it changes you completely. Now, I'm going to close. I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. I want you to do this little exercise with me. In your mind and in your heart, you can easily lean towards negativity, scarcity. And you can start to start playing all these scenarios. You get one little piece of news, you get one email, you get one and you start to think, Oh, my kids are off track, oh, it's gonna be so bad. Or you can just say, You know what? I made some mistakes when I was that age. I was searching at that age. You can have trouble at work, even lose your job. You can say, I'm never going to get a good job. Or you can say, There's so many great jobs out there. There must be something else better in store for me. Relationship trouble, you can can take what one person had said to you and spin it into a whole big story. Or you can just trust. Jesus said, In my father's house, there's many rooms. There's an abundance. Trust in God. Trust in me.